It's Unnecessary Roughness, live from Radio Row in Arizona, brought to you by Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow and the 215. Butker's kick is up, the spinning kick high, floating in the air, and it is good! Attention, air traffic control, a flock of eagles is heading to Arizona. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And here we are kicking off hour number three of the show live from Radio Row, Phoenix, Arizona, the Phoenix Convention Center. Subaru Las Vegas, want to shout them out. They're right off the 215. Appreciate them and all their sponsorship of us to get us down here and make sure that we're uh, good to go as we are. We'll be here with you all week long to provide you the sights and sounds for Super Bowl 57 and everything that goes on here at Radio Row and all over the city of uh, Arizona, well, Phoenix and Arizona as well. So uh, coming up in just a hot minute, we'll have Mark McMillan, former NFL defensive back, play with the Eagles and the Chiefs. Uh, he'll be right here at the table, but let's go out to the phone lines real quick and talk to another Mark. Mark in Colorado, welcome to the show. Or not. No Mark in Colorado? Mark in Colorado. All right, guess not. All right, we'll get back to the phone lines as, uh, a little bit later. Right now, we do have our guy, Mark McMillan, here live at the table. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How, how cool is this, man? <laughs> we're in the building, man. Right, right. We're we from Vegas. We're we taking over Arizona. Man. No doubt, no doubt. I want to know, I mean, we talked last week, but how are you feeling, man? I mean, former Eagle, former Chief, they're squaring up in Super Bowl 57. I didn't think it was going to happen like this, but it is. How are you feeling these days? I'm feeling great, man. It's uh, – <laughs> You couldn't script this any better. Right. And I don't know how many times I could tweet that and say that out. You know, you couldn't script this any better. The Eagles and the Chiefs. Right. Uh, we're in Vegas. I don't know why I didn't bet this. <laughs> I don't know why. I didn't, if I would have bet the Eagles and the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl, we probably would have run some money. So, I, I, man, I, I'm so thrilled for, for both organizations because they were both really good to me. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people want to know who I'm going to pick to win the game. I'm, I'm looking for Monday. the jersey. I'm looking it's for the jersey that's split. It's only it's only Monday now. I need to if if somebody's out there listening. I know <laughs> Mrs. Kelsey has the split jersey. Yeah, yeah. I need somebody to make a two nine. There you split go. Jersey. There you go. There you go. That's what I need. So, if, uh, any callers out there, any listeners, if you can get me a half chief, I know the Raiders are going to be like, we ain't getting you jack. <laughs> we definitely ain't getting you no chief stuff. So. Right. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> but when it comes to this matchup that is going to be in the Super Bowl, what do you think about these two teams? I mean, particularly the defenses, because I know that the Eagles front seven, hey, they're on a legendary run when it comes to sacks. Mm -hmm. But, hey, the second team that led the NFL in sacks, team number two, was the Chiefs as well. Yeah. And I think that people are forgetting about that. Um, I don't think I don't think the Eagles are forgetting about that. Uh, right. You know, maybe on the outside because the Eagles had like seventy something plus sacks mm -hmm. uh, that broke you know all kinds of records. So you kind of focus on that a lot. But Kansas City Chiefs got some guys up front too. Yeah. They can get after the ball. And Chris so, Jones, man, he's he ain't no uh, joke, right? Chris Jones, you you got to double team him. You yeah. got to know where he's at at all times. And now they're starting to move him around mm -hmm. on the line of scrimmage as well. So you just can't focus on him right. just playing in one position. So it's going to be a battle in the trenches. We talked about this. For 17, 18 weeks, right. when it comes down to football, everything looks good on the outside and glamour, but if you can't run the ball and mm -hmm. run the ball between the tackles and have some dudes up front, right. you're going to be sitting at home. Right. And these are two teams that can run the ball effectively. Um, you know, they can pass block really well. They can run the ball, and they play good defense. And you, you saw uh, in Kansas City people just counting them out against the Bengals. Yeah. And all they did was just turn up on the defensive side of the ball. 
No, they did. They did. And I, and Cincinnati went in. They were feeling themselves, yeah. right? They went in there oh. feeling themselves. Mayor added a little, uh, you know, uh, grease to the fire, oh. which he didn't need to do that. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, they, they went in there, and, and, and Kansas City defensively got it done. And when you have 15, you obviously oh. have a really good uh, opportunity. But, yeah, when, when – you know, we've talked about this before, the pass rush, and we talk about we related to the Raiders and look at, you know, Max Crosby is, is phenomenal, but mm-hmm. then you have a void. You don't have the interior pressure. You don't have the other the other edge uh, getting as much pressure as, like, say, the Eagles were able to get uh, this season as they came up with 70 sacks. That's that's God, You've got to be able to get that pressure at <laughs> the middle, man. That's got to be it. We've, we've talked about this all year, yeah. you know, with the Raiders uh, organization. Obviously, right. we know Max is going to show up every single day. He's going to make plays. Right. But that other side, you know, we were hoping for something better from Chandler Jones, but he only showed up in, what, maybe two games at the end, and then he shut it down. He had a mysterious elbow injury. (laughs) You can't have that. You know, if you're trying to make a run, what does that message say to the guys in the locker rooms? Like, man, come on, Chandler. We got guys out here just – Max Crosby is the ultimate professional. If I'm a defensive back, if I'm any kind of player on offense as well, I'm seeing this guy give everything he got every single play. Mm -hmm. It's all about do you really want to play this game or are you trying to get paid? Right. And when it comes to, let's say, recruiting, because, you know, we had the Pro Bowl in Vegas. Yeah. And it was, hey, guys, who are you recruiting? You're trying to get guys to Vegas. And you talk about Max Crosby, how he's a dog. He's going to go out on every play. When it comes to free agency and you're looking to decide which that next team going to be for you, what does it mean, like, the mentality of the stars that are there? Like, when you see what kind of player he is, does that factor in for the player? Obviously, it's a good roster. Yeah. But if you could say, like, the stars that they have, those guys are dogs. Does that make a difference? Or, hey, sometimes it's just about getting paid. I think the key right now, you got to sign Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a big key. Yeah, You know, if I'm a guy, an offensive lineman, or if I'm a quarterback, um, you know, I want to see what, how are you guys taking care of your players. You know, what, what kind of pieces are you guys surrounding us with? Just really pieces the piece in, or are you putting pieces around us to win the Super Bowl right. or to go mm-hmm. deep into the playoffs? And you know, obviously Max Crosby, he can he can lobby all he want, mm-hmm. but if I'm a top defensive guy or offensive guy, I'm like, okay, well, what what, what y'all really doing? Right. We see that in Baltimore. Right. It, clearly, Lamar, what are, what are we doing? Right. You know, so mm-hmm. if he signs, they're like, okay, well, this organization is trying to win right now. Right. Uh, the Raiders can make a huge splash if they can land a franchise quarterback. Right. We talked about Aaron Rodgers. All of the how big would that be? <laughs> how big would that be for free agents and 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 anyone else if they were to pull something off like that? I mean. Like you said, is that is that that signal of yeah? Hey, by the way, oh. we're trying to win right now. Oh, that's big time! You're yeah. gonna get some defensive guys that want to come over here and play right. and win right now too. And I can tell you, man, Devontae Adams had a really good year last year. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the numbers he put up with Aaron Rodgers, knowing the timing and all that? Right. We saw some some routes and some plays that was off, off early in the right. season, but mm-hmm. this still got fifteen hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> still led the league in touchdowns. Yeah, he still led the league. So you bring in discount double check, man, and you you, right. you can make a lot of things happen. And guys want to play for Aaron Rodgers. Right, they do. Mark McMillan is our guest, longtime NFL defensive back, played with the Chiefs and the Eagles, so he's representing on Super Bowl Sunday, but he's not only representing on the gridiron or his team's former teams representing on the gridiron, but also Gordon Ramsay's hit show Next Level Chef. Second season, it's going to air immediately following the Super Bowl. I know we talked about it as soon as the, the news broke, but... I mean, you've got to be almost getting butterflies in your belly. I am. You know, I, I, I've been trying to be cool all week. And I'm like, man, it's Monday. Like, it's, it's getting ready to hit. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's a national show. Right. You know, I haven't yeah. been on the national stage in a long time. And I'm not playing football. So I was comfortable with that. Yeah, of course. I'm of course. actually cooking with one of the best chefs in the world, Gordon Ramsay, uh, competing against 17 other amazing chefs uh, that's on this platform. I think we were like – 
out of 18, I think they have 15,000 applicants wow. that apply wow. for this position. Yeah. And I'm one of 18. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. All, all people, man. Uh, Mark McMillan, <laughs> former defensive back. Now I'm going head-to-head with 17 other amazing chefs. That's awesome. And I'm on Gordon Ramsay's team. I, you know what I never asked you? How did you become a chef? Like, how did you start cooking and grilling and chefing and everything? That, you know uh, what I mean? Like, well, what, well, the wife, she, she had to eat. I had to, I had to, I had to feed the wife. My son, he's got to eat. So, <laughs> um, you know, it, it, everybody's just chilling there. I got a lot of grills in the backyard, so I got to fire it up. But uh, just love the passion of cooking, yeah, man. Yeah. It, it, it brings families together. One thing about food is constant. Right. You're going to be around the table like we did old school. You yeah, know, yeah. You sit down and you clean your plate. You know, you don't leave nothing. <laughs> See, I always went to someone else's house because ain't nobody in my house cooking. My mama wasn't cooking. I wasn't cooking. <laughs> mama Q, Mama Q. I didn't say that, Mama Q. No, she knows. <laughs> I used to go to my friend's house and stay around dinner time. I was like, they're like, oh, don't you have to go home for dinner? I was like, oh, no, my mama ain't cooking. <laughs> we were the complete opposite. My grandparents used to get pissed off when we ate at somebody else's yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, you better not eat at nobody else's house. You know, I'm trying to act like we don't feed you around right, here. Right, like, right, right. That was well, they knew. They knew. They're like, oh, yeah, his mama. She oh, sure, the neighborhood, they knew. She's too, microwave, like, microwave mama. <laughs> 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 she going to disown me, man. I'm going to get back to town. Hey, mama Q, I love you. With me. I'm trying to help you out here. That's cute. That's your son yeah. talking about calling you microwave mama. Eminem. That's the new Eminem right there. <laughs> Something else I want to ask you about being a chef. Was it was it something to get used to? I know that the show, um, you know, we've seen a little bit of the clip so far. You know, hey, you guys, you're obviously during this competition show, but the chef culture, where it's like you grilling McMillan, yeah. and you're like, yo, I can throw down on the grill. But that, was that something that you got to get used to? Of you, yes, chef, no chef, corner chef, all of that, hey, all of that chef you, talk. You know, I had to do, I had to get called. And the people call me chef now. Nice. So if you watch the show, nice. if you watch the social media, everything's like. Yes, chef. Okay, chef. And you know, there was one time I didn't. I called him Gordon, and I got scared. I was almost. I was like calling your coach the first name. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> chef. Sorry, chef. <laughs> <laughs> so it's something that you know you definitely have to get used to. Um, you know, you got to address him because he's a chef. Yeah, you got to address him like that. I dressed all the other chefs like that as well. Like I said, man, we got an amazing team. Team Ramsey is in the building. We're trying to take down Chef Naisha and Chef Blaze, who's the other mentors as well. Chef nice. Arrington, she won last year. Chef Blaze, he just opened up a nice little spot. But Gordon Ramsey said he is pissed off and he wants to win. So the pressure's on us. The pressure's on us, man. That is awesome. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I really do. I mean, and and you know, it's it's funny because you can you can hear the the competitive nature. Oh. You know, you're, the competition in you oh, a, yeah. as a professional who did it on the gridiron. Now you can you can hear it coming out in the kitchen. Oh yeah, it it, it got green. It got grimy. Yeah, you know, I bet. It, I bet. It, it got grimy. You know, <laughs> I bet. It, the first time, you know, like I said, they flew over twenty four people. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were in the UK. Wow. You know, so they, wow. yeah. I, we, the I mysterious could, UK I, I, trip. I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, we got now it's all coming together. Now it's making sense now. Yeah, I, I okay. can't say nothing, but, you know, man, they, you know, they put us over there, and uh, they flew over, I think it was 24 people. Wow. And they sent the, they, they cut it down to 18. And it was like the Grin Reaper, you know. Wow. Guy, Guy come knock on your door and bring your cookbook. That, that, oh, that, wasn't, yeah. that wasn't the Hall of Fame knock. Uh, that wasn't the Hall of Fame knock. Chip wants to see you. Man, I was so nervous, man, when he came in there. I was like, I didn't even unpack. Right. I was like, wow. you know, but I was pissed. I was like, if they send me home, 
I'm I'm tearing up the building. <laughs> you ain't put me on this flight for no 11, 12 hours. And then going to tell me after one hour, I got to go home. Y'all cutting me? No, hell no, bro. That would have been, been another show. <laughs> Down goes Ramsey. When, <laughs> when cooking goes wrong. <laughs> the story of Mark McMillan. No, what you want to eat? I cook he it right now. He came in as Chef McMillan. He left. Hell on fire. <laughs> wow. But like I said, it's, it's a great experience, man. Like, obviously, you know, uh, being on there, dude, I, I'm still, like, tripping out about it. You yeah, know? yeah, really, yeah. I don't That's think awesome. it really hit yet. Uh, but, you know, obviously we'll be watching the game. And do you see the little clips that they've been showing on Fox? Yeah, by yep. pointing it out and tweeting it out. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been great, man. The support I've been getting, uh, I'm excited about it. Um, like I said, my schedule was like really booked up this week. Yeah. Shout out to my PR Joe, Joanne, man. She's been hooking it up. So there's a lot of interviews from Fox to I just did TMZ earlier. Yeah, how about that? Superstar. Hey, no, I'm look, just a regular guy. It's man. the I'm only time guy. that you want to be guy. on TMZ. Because normally yeah. when people are on TMZ, it's like, uh oh. Former NFL star. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is a good thing, yeah. you know. Like, I check TMZ to make sure I ain't on there. <laughs> okay, no cue. Good. <laughs> we survived. Yeah. We're all right. So it's good, man. It's going to be a great week. I get a chance to see some of my old teammates. Yeah. Uh, me, Eric Allen, yeah. and Byron Evans. We're doing an autograph Signing Thursday okay. night at the Rock Bar. Nice. So we're excited about that. I got invited to a couple of red carpet events, uh, the Perfect Ten. Nice. Uh, so that's going to okay. be premiere with Marcus Allen, uh, uh, what uh, Billy Sims. Oh uh, wow! It's going to be a lot of guys that actually uh, won a, won the Heisman. So it's called the Perfect Ten. So Marcus will be there. Tim Brown will be there. Okay. Um, so there'll be a lot of guys there. And who's going to be walking the red carpet? Come on, Who's man. walking that red carpet? Wow. Your boy is in the building, What's the man? suit looking like? Go ahead and oh, give us a little preview. I What's the suit going to be looking like? I can't like? tell you that. I can't tell you that. Man, we, you sure know I can be clear. Yeah, man. I don't know. You good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find out something later in life. Man. You got to tell everything. Man, you know, me, tell and, me and Mark been long-time friends. <laughs> I, I never knew that. You told me not to tell nobody. You, this man, is got to tell right yeah, here. Yeah, that's the guy. If you ever have a secret, Red Nation. Now you tell me. Now, tell my, mama, my, now, my mom. I didn't even tell my own mom until the wow. preview came out. Oh, yeah. I so I know, I know, I know my, my brothers and sisters are like, you know you can't tell mama because she's going to tell everybody on Facebook and in the church. Oh, man. I I, I, I would have been in trouble because I sure would have been. I, my mom would have been the first call. Mom, guess what? Now, don't tell nobody, but <laughs> she'd be like, you remember that uh, microwave mama comment you made? I'm going to tell everybody. <laughs> and you better not burn up. Now. Right, exactly. exactly. We did get a text from Mailman Raider. He said, hey, the Raiders are on the market for a cornerback. Mark, you enter in free agency this year? Uh, you got a couple reps left? I, I, I can get over the top. That's it. I, I can get over the top for one play, and that is it. I leave it to the young guys, but – uh, I just love being around the game. If yeah. I can help out the game in any way, man, I'm all I'm all for it to help these guys out. Uh, you know, I got thrown into this Raider thing, so I know oh. uh, I know a lot of Chief fans are like, "What are you doing?" But yeah, man, I got a good group right here, man. You guys, you are my guys. I'm glad we got that text in because I've been doing a little boxing lately, and I got and I did a couple of little sparring session with a pro, a couple of rounds, and oh. I was gas. Like he could have killed me <laughs> if he wanted to. So you remember that show, Pros versus Joes? Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me you was on Pros versus. No, Joe. I'm just saying. No. Okay. Do you think, like, if an average person, like, yo, I'm a pretty good athlete, could you shut them down for, let's say, three reps in a row? Oh, if a you, rep, if, average guy? Yeah. If oh, I'm choking like, them out. <laughs> if, we, if we're going back to the you 90s still got rules, it? if we're going back to the 90s rules, I'm press coverage. There you go. And I'm going for your throw. All right, so if we can find a football right here, me and you, a couple of routes here in Radio Road. You're done, dude. You're yeah. done. You're done. No, no, you're done. You got too much muscles, man. You're too, you're too swole. I don't think you got that quick twitch fiber. No, he don't. He don't. He don't. <laughs> 
He don't. I, I don't think he wants that. You're going to be he walking don't. around here looking like the Raider with that patch on your eye. <laughs> yeah, he don't want that smoke. He don't want that smoke at all. He talk a big game, but he don't, he don't want that smoke at all. Well, the, the show, uh, Next Level Chef, man, we're excited about it. Uh, Sunday, February 12th, right after the Super Bowl. Uh, man, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see how this thing gets uh, gets going for you. And uh, anything else you need to tell everyone else uh, to look out for? Gosh. Uh, I don't have anything. Well, my spices and seasons. Yeah, right yeah, you got that. Wearing too. the real McMillan shirt right now. I got you. I got you. That's one of the things my PR said. She's like, "Don't be wearing no Nike and all that. They ain't paying you." She's like, "You got to rep your brand." So I'm I learning heard that. I'm learning this thing after football. So my spices and seasons getting ready to hit as well. Yeah, uh, my barbecue sauce, Sweet Heat Barbecue, will be ready in like two weeks. Uh, getting manufactured here in Arizona. Nice. So you know, we'll do that. My olive oils are in barbecue concepts in Las Vegas, so you can pick those up, and you can pick it up online at GorillaMcMillan.com. If you want your food to taste like mine, go online <laughs> and purchase that olive oil, baby. There you go. Hey, look, that's, that's, that's a professional right there. Mark McMillan, former NFL defensive back. He's going to have a day on Sunday. The Chiefs, the, the Eagles, his former teams are playing against each other in the Super Bowl, and then Next Level Chef is going to be on Aaron right after that. Well, Mark, thanks so much for making some time for us. We do appreciate you. I know you've been busy. I appreciate it, man. It's finally we got a chance to sit down at the table yeah. over, the, mm-hmm. over the phone so we can feel that energy. If y'all felt the energy in the building right now, man, it's crazy. It ain't nobody in here, but we on fire, baby. Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> and it's going to get crazier before the week is over. Mark, we definitely appreciate it. 418 is the time. Again, live in uh, Radio Row, Phoenix Convention Center with Radio Nation Radio 920. to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. Coming up around 4.30, Dave Hunt, HuntAuctions.com. We had an opportunity to talk to him a little earlier. Really fun conversation about some memorabilia, big-time memorabilia. I'm not just talking about little small things. I'm talking about jerseys, autographs, footballs, just fantastic stuff. A lot of good conversation with Dave Hunt. You'll hear that conversation just about 430 uh, just had a real fun uh, convo with Mark McMillan former NFL defensive back he joins us you know each and every week but uh, glad to have him here on Radio Row hanging out so got a couple texts that I want to get to and then we'll go to the phone lines at 702-365-9200 from the 209 ideally we get Rodgers and re-sign Jacobs any money or picks left over we use to build defense I believe offensive line is workable and only going to get better with the offense we have now we don't need the offensive line to be perfect just consistent and when it goes to the offensive line I agree with that I think that they're good I do think they could be better and I don't think that that's a bad thing right to have a little bit of upgrade and on top of that not even just an upgrade just have a little bit more depth yeah depth would be good but I would prefer a great offensive line I know you just can't go out there and pick it and make it happen in one offseason right but we see with the Philadelphia Eagles that are in the Super Bowl Jalen Hurts he had an MVP quality season yes but do you think Jalen Hurts is a top five quarterback I don't believe that, but I do believe that this is one of the best offensive lines that's going to be starting in a Super Bowl. So the deficiencies that you may have at quarterback, a great offensive line can mask that. I just, I just wish that the Raiders would have a solid right tackle. Like they knew exactly who the right tackle was going to be. Like there wasn't going to be questions, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, you know, I know Jermaine Illuminor did a really good job anytime he was asked. I mean, he had penalties and that that you know were frustrating but I mean anytime he was asked to do anything it didn't matter what position it was he would always go out there and put his best effort forward I think they just need 
a solid piece at that right tackle spot where you know, boom, that's going to be that guy. Like even Colton Miller, when he has a bad game, at least you still know Colton Miller is going to be, you know, a constant, constant. I think that they need to have that on the right side as well. Yeah, Jermaine Illuminor, he is someone that, like you said, he's great, but he's a great utility player. Yeah, exactly. He's a great guy that if someone goes down, you know, he could step up for a couple of games. But he's not that stud that right. you're asking for at the right tackle position. No, no, not at all. Uh, also, one more text, uh, East Bay Raider Gray said, Q&D. It's speculation season right now, so here's my way outreach into reading into some of the moves or non-moves the Raiders are making. Do you think the hiring of Scott Turner as the passing game coordinator means they are getting another coach to prepare and coach up a rookie quarterback? I know I'm reaching on this, just some wild speculation on my part. It's East Bay Raider Gray. I don't think that's wild speculation. I do think that they can draft a guy. I'm not saying number seven overall, but I think they're going to draft a young dude and try to develop him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we we just came off the Shrine Bowl, uh, and I talked a lot about Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I think he'd be a good prospect for later. You know, we know Hendon Hooker is probably going to be a a day late day two, early day three pick because of the uh, torn ACL. Maybe that's a guy that they try to develop. I think that they're going to try to find somebody in the draft and develop him but they just, they're not going to be an immediate guy. Yeah, and also going back to Scott Turner's hire, I think it's one of those situations where there's no, there's no such that bad thing as too many good coaches. Right. So to bring him in where Vinny was giving us the rundown of why didn't it work out with the commanders, mainly because he's trying to air it out, right. and Ron Rivera's like, hey, slow down there. Right. So I do think that maybe, maybe what, could he help? Could the quarterback, a rookie quarterback, maybe be like his, hey, you're going to be, because Josh McDaniels, he's got to run the whole team. Right. He can be like your special, I'm not saying pet project, you know, right. but whoever's the starter guy, that's, you know, that's obviously the season. Yeah. But, hey, Scott Turner, you're going to be the guy that coaches him up, shows him how to be an NFL quarterback. Yes, that could be real. That could be great. But like you said, if they, if they have to get Aaron Rodgers, if they do get Aaron Rodgers, that means that that quarterback of the future is going to come later in the draft and not earlier. So it's good. It's good both ways, but – I just don't – I'm not worried about that rookie quarterback if they do get him because if it is a mid-round guy, it's, hey, that's good. Maybe in about three four years we'll see where we're at with him. Right. I just I, – I like the addition of Scott Turner just because he's another NFL mind, mm-hmm. a football mind. I think that he can bounce ideas off, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think that there is uh, – the more the better, really. I mean, if you can get a guy that has the kind of football IQ like he does and he's not the offensive coordinator, it's not his, his uh, you know, show that he's trying to run. He's just a part of it. It's basically like a consultant. It's almost like what Rob Ryan is for – for uh, you know, for Patrick Graham, you know he's not the defensive coordinator, but he's a sharp defensive mind. I mean, he knows football, so I don't think there's anything wrong with the hire. I know a lot of people were kind of up in arms about it, but I think he was fine. Let's go out to the phone lines, though. Let's talk to our guy Juan the Smasher. Welcome to the show, my man. What's on your mind? What's Yo, up, Juan. What's what up, Doc? Man, right here, just chilling, just trying to go uh, get through the day. But um, I just want to say a shout out to Mama Smasher and Baby Smasher. Happy birthday to both of them. They got the same birthdays around the same week. So nice. I can't wait to get out of this month because it's killing my pockets. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and other than that, Q, to answer your question, who would I like to uh, talk with for, um, for for the radio role? I'll be, it, it'll be my favorite football player of all time, Charles Woodson. Yep, I, I will double down. And Mr. Seawood, I will ask him everything about coverage and defense. That's my pick, Q. You guys have a good good time out there, and I hope those cheese get smashed on. I can't stand them cats. Come on, baby, let's go Raiders. 
There it is. There it is. Juan the Smasher, thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. Yeah, Seawood would be right up my alley, too. This would be a great location. Actually, we'll see him tomorrow. There's a, a Fox event going on before we come on the air around 1 o'clock uh, Pacific time. So we're going to go and make sure we're a part of that and get some audio from it. It won't be a, like a one-on-one -on -one interview, but we will get some sound from Charles Woodson and, and Howie Long and others tomorrow that we'll bring back to the show. So thank you for uh, that. Appreciate you. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick, and then we'll take a break. Passionate Raider, you're up next. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, guys, man? Great job on the show, Q. You know, the last week, man, with everything been going around, man, it's just been like typical Raider. Just, you know, you're always bouncing. You never know what's going off in the offseason, man. And one thing that we can fix, Josh, Dave, whoever's listening, can we just fix the dysfunction, man? Let's go. Q, I've been thinking about the Rodgers deal, you know, and, you, and we've got the callers calling in. And we, we do. We need a badass quarterback. We do. We do. And, you know, Really thinking about Aaron and watching. I went watched a couple of his his games past uh, the past four or five games of the season, and he was still moving around. He was still making plays. Our offensive line was pretty good last year. It wasn't horrible, but it was doable. I think another year together, Devontae Aaron hooking up. It, it, you can't just you, that just doesn't happen. Where, where it just doesn't happen the way if this could happen. If things could play right, but I still agree with. You're going to have to draft a quarterback, but not in, the, not in the upper round. And I still hope they don't trade that seventh pick for Rodgers. I pray that they can keep a hold of that draft pick because if they can draft Rodgers and draft one of those high defensive players or another high offensive, offensive lineman and not lose that pick and build that defense through, the, through some more occasions, it, it could be deadly. And my pick for quarterback is that they could get him in the third or fourth round is that kid from Fresno, man. I, I watched his game again yesterday, last night, and that kid's got some heart in him, man. So I don't know, but you're going to have to pick someone that's going to have to that's going to have to be at least ready to go if something happens to Rodgers in the AFC. I mean, it, it just it is what it is. This ain't no this ain't the sissy EF. <laughs> These boys are coming to play in the AFC. So let's hope whatever it is, don't trade that seventh pick. And please, can we just stop the dysfunction and get on the right path to winning consistently, man? Let's go. Good job, guys. Smash the Chiefs this weekend, even though I hate the Eagles, too. Probably ain't even going to watch the Super Bowl because <laughs> I don't even care. But whatever, man. Let's go. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you, Passionate Raider. Good stuff right there. And, yeah, uh, that's one thing that, that needs to, to, to calm down is kind of the – you know, the dysfunction or the, you know, the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing, and, and we've seen that. And I believe that that's what their, uh, their goal is, and I believe that that's why the guys that were hired were hired, were to try to calm down the dysfunction and get everything to operate at a, at a high level. I remember uh, when the hires were, were first done with Dave Ziegler and Joshua Daniels in particular, uh, a lot of people said, okay, now football people are actually a football place to make some football decisions and get everything kind of up to date, the the – the practice facility is up to date. Obviously, it's it's better than up to date. It's it's phenomenal. The stadium is up to date. It's phenomenal, right? I mean, it's 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 next level. Now you've got to make sure that the organization and the way it's ran is up to date and phenomenal and on a next level. And that's what you know. That's part of the job of the guys that are there. That's also part of the job on the business side of Sandra Douglas Morgan, who's now the president of the Raiders, to get things going at the right, you know, the way it's supposed to be, and have everything, like I said, up to date. It's just got to be. It's got to be better. 
Yeah, I think with the comment about dysfunction, it's one of those things where this new regime where they have to deal with the sins of the father, where the dysfunction, that has nothing to do with them. From everything that they've shown us from all these new hires, that they're running a well-run organization. Right. So there haven't been any cracks. But in you got to see anything. it. You got to see yeah, it. Though. We, I mean, we want to see the results on the field. Yeah, yes. yeah. But when it comes to the dysfunction, the right hand not knowing what the left is doing, I think that the, the GM and the coach, they're both in sync where we just haven't seen the results on the field. But right. I don't think that there's any of that old Raider dysfunction that passionate Raider was speaking to. Right. Well, I mean, again, like it, it all is going to come down to the W's and L's and, and, and you got to figure it out. And then again, consistency, you know, that's what they're talking about, about building something that's not just stable for one year, but multiple years and, and similar to what they saw in New England, what, what, you know, the organization saw that the Patriots were doing. It's like, okay, that's the kind of consistency we want to have with this, uh, with this organization that run like a well oiled machine. And, you know, when one guy leaves, then, Hey, you could put another guy in there because you are, know you have confidence in what you've been doing so that's where they need to try to work to get to and it's going to really start this offseason I mean this offseason is going to really show a lot about what this organization the direction that they're headed we'll take one more text and then we'll take a break Robin Oakland said I'd I'd try to find Ed Reed and pick his brain on what he looks for when uh, scouting defensive backs and how he watches film to affect top quarterbacks like Brady and Manning. I'd ask him how he'd go about dealing with Mahomes. As far as offensive line, it's a weak link system. I want to go after the best player available in the upcoming draft, but, but one exception may be to find a good interior lineman to prevent Chris Jones from wrecking games. That's Rob in Oakland, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the center position and the interior of the, uh, the offensive line. Because guys like Chris Jones are game wreckers, just like Rob mentioned. Uh, but I'm interested to see if they end up moving Dylan Parham to center, if they keep him at guard position, you know, how, how that works out. Uh, of course, I mean, they had Alex Bars that, that was in a, another guard position. I think, he is, uh, I think he's a nice depth piece, but I don't think he's a guy that should be starting. So that's where, like Rob said, how the interior needs to be, you know, bolstered up. I think that that, that can, be, can be worked on as well. Yeah, they, in the perfect world, they would find three new starters on that offensive line. Because I can see said, that. Yeah, I can see Dylan that. Parham, okay. And then maybe move him to center. Are you putting him to center? Yeah, move him to center. Okay. See what he can do because a lot of people think he'd be better at center. Right. And keep Colton Miller. Besides that, everybody's job, hey, you got to prove it. Okay. Or they should be looking for the upgrade. Okay. I like it. I like it. And like I said, I have no problem with that, right? If they're, if they're doing everything that they're doing uh, in, in, the, in, in the effort to continue to improve the team, I have no problem with that at all. 435 is the time when we come back. Dave Hunt, huntauctions.com. He'll join the show. You'll hear the conversation myself and DeMond had with him earlier today here on Radio Row, live in Phoenix. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. Well, the first day is almost in the books. In DeMond, how many, how many radio stations are, like, are manned right now? We see all these tables, but there's only a few. I'd say five. <laughs> Maybe? Yes, including Steve, who's ESPN Las Vegas, who's right in front of us. Right, exactly. Yeah, there's not a whole lot. We got Dallas in front of us as well. There's not too many stations that are actually being manned right now everyone's really kind of already rolling out preparing themselves for super bowl uh, opening night uh we still have to check to see exactly where that is it's so funny we've been doing so much this evening or this afternoon and today this morning and everything here it's funny we walk in at a certain time and then we walk out we don't know oh it's nighttime now oh it's it's late oh okay whatever it's just like we're stuck in this 
in this convention center, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad place to be stuck, but we're we're stuck in here working. Then also we realize, like, oh, man, the whole day has gone by. That's why I had to go to the gym this morning, just to get my mind, like, get prepared for this because <laughs> it was that, that thought of, you're going to be in that convention center all day. And to DeMond's credit, <laughs> he went to the gym very – what time did you lift on the way to the gym? Um, I woke up at 4.30, okay. and then it was eventually – so the lift probably got there around – I got to the gym at 5.30. There you go. Look at that. 5.30. I'm not mad at that. And it's funny because originally I planned on getting up 5.30 mountain time, but then since we had set up all the equipment and everything the night before, and I was like, well, we're already kind of good. Yeah, okay, maybe we'll get up at 6.30 mountain time. So we – Got up at 6.30, which would normally be 5.30 Pacific time, which is what I do every day. So I said, you know what? I could just go ahead and we could rock like that. 6.30 it is. So we did. But uh, we've basically been on the go all, all day. And we've been here walking around, surveying, talking to some friends, uh, talking to some 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 people that are, are going to be booking guests and this, that, and the other. We've just been all over the place. So we, we're, uh, we're excited about uh, everything that we've got going on here. We've Already got a nice little lineup going on for tomorrow. Uh, Anthony Munoz, the Hall of Famer, is going to be on on the show uh, here on Radio Nation Radio. Uh, Laura Oakman, Brian Mitchell, Amber Theo Harris, Solomon Wilcox, Kurt Morrison, just to name a few. Just to name a few of the folks that we have already lined up uh, for tomorrow's show. But we did have an opportunity earlier today to get caught up with uh, Dave Hunt from HuntAuctions.com. Been seeing him around Radio Row for a while, and he's a he's a really good dude. And, uh, yeah, so we had that, that conversation a little earlier. Uh, here it is. Check it out. Back here on Radio Row, we're inside the Phoenix Convention Center. Damon Cotton, your boy Q. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And we're pleased to have now at the table Dave Hunt. And he's uh, from Hunt Auctions and HuntAuctions.com. And you've got some nice stuff here on the table. we got a, a ball awarded to Walter Payton. It's his actual ball here. Uh, what is this? This is the – what game is this? The Pretty good one. Set the all-time NFL rushing record. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> pretty, pretty, yeah. good, pretty good day for him. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Day. Um, we're honored. This is the 15th year we've done it with NFL Auction here at Super Bowl. Um, try to always have some historic players, and you talk about Walter Payton, uh, that's it. Right. I mean, if you're talking about running backs, uh, it's, uh, you're way, way up that ladder, not only on the field, but what he did off the field for yeah. humanitarian um, you know, needs in the NFL award named after him. But we're thrilled to be representing uh, the Payton family and offering some pieces uh, from his collection with a portion of the proceeds going to the Walter and Connie Payton Foundation and also the Jarrett Payton Foundation and also NFL Auction Charities. So not only are you getting a couple of great historic pieces, whether it's a trophy, a game ball, whatever, but you're doing some good as well. Well, let me ask you this, just because I'm interested. This guy right here is the money bags man. So <laughs> what would a, a, the Walter Payton ball, what would something like that go for at auction? Well, you're, I mean, this is one of the best game balls that he had. Right. Probably the best right. one. There's others from more common games he you know, scored a couple touchdowns or whatever it may yeah. be. And that's the thing. You can establish values by looking at other similar items that have sold, but when you get a name like Walter Payton, you sort of tear up the paper. You don't know. I yeah. mean, this could be 5000 could be 25000 could be more. You yeah. Know? Because it depends. you're buying that memory. You're mm -hmm. buying that, you know, your grandfather took you to a game. You were 10 years old. You saw Walter Payton run, and now you're in your prime earning years. Like, I'm going to own that. Right. And if there's 10 other guys that say that, yeah, <laughs> right. That's where we come in. That's so. that's the beauty of it, right? right. That's the beauty of yeah. it. That's when it really gets to the big money again. Yeah. Dave Hunt yeah. is our guest right now. HuntAuctions.com here on Radio Row. Unnecessary Roughness, very niche Radio 920. My man Demond's got one for you. I've got a very specific question to ask you, sure. and it comes to when you have a, jer a signed autographed jersey. Yeah. 
what is that depreciation going for the value if you wear it? Let's say maybe yeah. even one. Yeah, time. tell them why you have the question though, please. I'm waiting for the hook. Yeah, exactly, a, exactly. Let's go a, ahead and tell the truth here. We had a company party, and there were, you know, it's, hey, the raffle, you win something. I won the grand prize of a Mark Stone, the VGK captain, autographed jersey, and I got it. I picked it up, and I put it right on. I was like, hey. Never worn a hockey jersey before. And Q's saying, you're ruining the value. You're not going to be able to resell it. You should at least frame it. And I was like, I, I'm just, I wore it for maybe 20 minutes. I, th I don't know where to go with this one, but, I, I, <laughs> but, I'll, I, I, but I'll say this. I'll say this. It is amazing to me, too. We'll be in the stadium. We do, you know, the retail NFL shop as well for autograph pieces. Mm -hmm. We'll be in the stadium. How much is that jersey? It could be Randy Moss. It could be Joe Montana. It doesn't matter. I'll take it. Tags on in. So... I think, look, it's about having fun. You yeah. know, I mean, if you ask me to devalue it, it depends on what it was no, worth not, in the first yeah, place. Not, not <laughs> exactly that one, but when, but when it comes you. to a sell, if someone but, did have a. But I have seen fans where it's pouring rain, pouring rain, buy a signed jersey, put it right on their back, and walk in. And I'll tell them, you, you understand that that's autographed, and, you're, and they do it anyway because they're fans. So. But, yeah, that, that does not help the value when it's pouring rain or sweating or whatever it may be. You know, but if it's, a, if it's a game jersey, I mean, look, the NFL auction gives us a jersey. Here's a Kelsey. Nice. Oh, I wow. mean, it is pounded with use. Yeah. And if this was signed, obviously after the fact he wore it, that's okay. I mean, some people like it. Some people don't like them signed. Some people actually like them to be just the way they were worn on the field and yeah. not touched. So, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That is really, really cool. And, you know, so as far as you guys receiving items like that, how quickly do you receive them? How, how, does, how does that kind of go about getting these kind of things? Yeah, we, we've done it for three decades plus. So the NFL auction items come right from the NFL. They, the auction program, they, they have stuff, obviously, NFL auction all the time. It does all great work for charity, but they'll pick some special things for Super Bowl. You know, this is a ball used in the last time the Eagles won in nice. the Super Bowl. Yeah. Pretty good timing. That was a good consignment. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but those things come right from the NFL. Then if it's like a Walter Payton piece, we're selling Gino Marchetti's things for his mm -hmm. family or just interesting antique things and old football. We sort of wanted that was the goal of the program is have the best of the modern players right off the field, have the best of the vintage, put it together at Super Bowl, what what better place? I love it. I love it. Well, when it comes to some of the items that you get and you said sometimes with in conjunction with the family, yeah. but my more particular question is what are the higher priced items whether it be a football or a jersey? What do you see? What do fans want more of? Game used, for sure. Okay. Yeah. If it's a game ball, if it's a game game presentational ball, a game-worn jersey, a helmet, things that you or I couldn't have gotten otherwise. Right. That's the difference. <laughs> okay. If somebody's standing over here and a, a famous player's right here, they can get the autograph. And that's, that has value. But you can't reach over and get a game-worn jersey or a presentation ball or a Super Bowl ring. That's where the values really escalate because it's something that not everybody could get. And that's sort of, again, the goal of the program is to get, get people access to things that they could not normally get. You know, I know this is probably a silly question, but uh, I know you've been doing this. You've been going on Radio Row for some yeah. years now. Uh, I've talked to you multiple times, and it's always fascinating to me. But what's kind of the most interesting piece that you've had? Because I know you've had so many of them, so I'm sure that there's just a ton of them. I'm getting old. Because I used <laughs> <Me> to, <too. laughs> I, I used to be like, yeah, I got it. Here's the one. We've we've just been. I mean, we've worked with Gail Sayers, Joe DiMaggio's family, Ted Williams, Brett Favre. You know, yeah. Bill, Bill Russell last year. We wow. were just honored. That was that was a big one to be able to work with Bill directly. Yeah. Two years ago, to we've been talking for years, but to sell his five MVP trophies. Wow. To sell his gold medal. Um, that was cool. That was pretty cool, especially yeah. doing it right with him. That was a lot of fun.
So how much value and how much not value as monetary wise, but when you talk to a player in conjunction with, hey, selling some of their memorabilia, how hesitant are they <laughs> to want to give up some of this stuff? Um, you know, that's a, that's that's a really good question. We don't cold call people. We don't hard. You know, we've developed our reputation as being the place to go to if you're a player, your family, whatever, or a league, a team, more sort of those established, uh, you know, sources. And so what we will first do is tell them what they shouldn't sell. It's the first thing we do. Okay. See this, you really shouldn't sell this yeah. because of X, Y, Z. See that it's not just about the money. That's the thing. If you're doing it just about the money, it's going to be problems. It's going to be problems that the player shouldn't have done it. We shouldn't have done it. Maybe the money's not that, whatever it may be. But there's just as many things you shouldn't sell as you should. Right. Um, you know, and also once something's sold, you can't get it back. So make mm. sure you're sure. Uh, always try to involve some charitable causes. It's just a good thing to do. We always try to do that as well. And maybe most importantly, we want the player and their family and or their family's name to be preserved properly the way it deserves to be. Right. I, I mean, I take it very seriously that we are being you know, selected by Walter Payton's family to, to offer That's these That's a big things. responsibility, it's yeah. It's a big responsibility. Yeah. And I, I said it to, you know, with Bill Russell. Sitting across the table from Bill Russell, yeah. aside from trying to not be too nervous to talk to him, <laughs> you better understand who you're with, and they deserve that respect. And I think that's something that's really important to us. And so it's not just about the items and the money. It's, right. it's really a whole whole package. Oh, no, so you mentioned that you tell people what they should not sell. So yep. what's the biggest, hey, <laughs> don't give us we, – we don't even want that one because it's so special. What's the biggest thing that you've turned down? Then? I mean, there, there's been Medal of Freedoms. Mm. You know, Bill had one, and they weren't trying to sell it, to yeah. be fair. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But then there's also some more personal things. You know, it could be just – it could be a signed photograph from somebody that might be worth two or $3,000. And not that, that that's good money, but, like, it's just something, you know, we sort of can say – you can tell that they are attached to it. Mm -hmm. Hey, you should hold you, should, on to you should hold on to this one. There's yeah. plenty of other things we have. You don't need to sell each and everything. And, and on the same token, a lot of people say, well, how can they sell something? I don't think that's right at all. There's nothing wrong with selling something, letting other people enjoy it, share it, mm -hmm. display it, do some good for your family if you want to. And, and also, you know, sort of, you know, we put sports people in this different category. Right. If you're a radio host, if you're an auctioneer, do you have every single thing every one of your relatives ever had? Right. Did no. you keep it all? Right, right. Well, how dare you sell it? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So sports athletes are no different than we are. And so they're, if, especially they're using their platform to do some good as well and share some stuff. Why not? So maybe one day uh, somebody will have my headset and they'll decide that. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Out there, not cute. <laughs> he had 17 of them, but this was the lucky number this one. This was the great one right Here's here. Here's my card. Give me a call. <laughs> so huntauctions.com. So what, what all do you have that people can go check out right now? Yeah, there's, there's over 600 different items and, nice. and lots of things that are 100, 200, 300, mm -hmm. something that's important to both NFL auction program and us. There's stuff for everybody here, and then there's some really expensive pieces. But uh, if you go to the huntauctions.com site or NFL Auction, there's a link there as well. Uh, you can see all the items. You can bid this week, and then it goes live this Saturday the day before the game at noon Phoenix time. Or if you're out here, right. come check it out. It's an awesome experience out here. Just for myself, this is just me being greedy. Is there happen to be a Ricky Henderson baseball bat? There is not. Dang. There's a <laughs> long sport. I know. I know, but I'm th if, I, if anyone got the plug, it'd be you. I love Ricky Henderson. I'm not I, even kidding. That's like, my that's, guy. That's, I, we're from Philly, so first of all, we know who's going to win the game. There Second you go. of all, 
Ricky Henderson. That's a guy. That's, that's the right guy. That's right my there. guy. Those that's, yellow uniforms. That's my dude. I'm that's here for them. That is my dude. Well, it's it's been so much fun, Dave. Thanks for yeah. hanging out with us. And again, huntauctions.com. Go check it out. Over 600 items. No Ricky Henderson bat because it'd be mine. But besides that, everything else is good to go. Thanks so much, Dave. Thanks, guys. There he goes, Dave Hunt, huntauctions.com. Join myself and Damon here at the table a little earlier today, and that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Have a fantastic show lined up for you tomorrow as well. A lot of good guests that we're going to have and a lot of good guests that we haven't even talked to yet and we'll have uh, an opportunity to catch up with. Uh, and then, you, again, here on Radio Row, you just never know how it's going to shake out. But that was fun, a little co- convo that we had with uh, Dave, and uh, I think you started to feel a little bit better about your autographed jersey situation. Yeah, because it's about what does it mean to you as the person that owns it. <laughs> you know, if you, you could get it signed, a game-worn jersey, and somebody might pop it in the washer and say, yeah, a little too dirty. <laughs> I well, don't know. But it blew my mind, though, when he was talking about the jersey that was autographed and then people were, were going out in the rain or whatever. Yeah. That blew my mind. I couldn't – I mean, if someone did that, I'd be like, uh, uh, you, you – okay. I because I would still want to show off the autograph even if I'm wearing it. I'd want to just point to my bag and, hey, check it out. No. Signed. No, no, not in the rain, dude. You can't do no, it. No, I'm the saying, rain. yeah, that's idiotic because now the, now the autograph's gone. <laughs> right. We can agree on that at least. Okay, there, there's that. So there you go. Good, fun stuff uh, with Dave Hunt, huntauctions.com. So I know tomorrow for sure we have, you know, Rich Gannon lined up, Kirk Morrison's lined up, Amrithia Harris is lined up. I mean, we've got a lot of really good stuff. Matter of fact, talk to Rich Gannon today, but you'll hear that conversation tomorrow. Myself and JT will also be part of the Raider Roundtable tomorrow. Uh, that's going on. Uh, we have a lot of different people that we're talking to and booking and you know demand's going to find some fighters around here as well and that's the thing about it tomorrow is when a lot of people are going to start coming into town uh, and then wednesday it gets ramped up thursday it hits its peak and then it starts to kind of tail off just a little bit on friday uh, and then people are ready to get up out of here just yeah. like we will i, I tell everyone everyone asks us demand oh are you, are you guys sticking around all weekend I'm like nope as <laughs> soon as the show's over on friday we're gonna pack up the car be on the first thing smoking Oh man, but I can't wait. Tomorrow I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be hitting a lot of people with some "Remember Me." <laughs> hey, hey, wait. What does that even mean? For just from the oh yeah, maybe we'll talk about. Hey, remember me from yesterday? <laughs> what about today? You got some time. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Cofield just flexed on us. <laughs> not in an aggressive way. Not that guy. That guy. You know, I'll say that. Remember me. You know, for inside story. What what Demond is talking about. Is Mike Silver, who I've never been a. Oh, a, a we didn't I'm, have to put his name out. There. Oh, it's fine. We've talked about him before. I'm not. I'm not. I've never been a Mike Silver guy. I don't think many people from Raider Nation are Mike Silver guys. Uh, but I remember you tried to reach out to him, and this is before I worked for the radio station. I believe you tried to reach out to him when you were producing Vinny's show, right? Mm-hmm. And he hit you back with something. Yeah, and you guys like, had some kind of weird Twitter back and forth. No, him and Vinny had a weird Twitter okay. back and forth. And he and it was just like, Oh, I'm such a bad guy. Well, why'd you try to put me on your show today? And Vinny's like, No, I didn't I didn't I didn't ask you to come on my show today. And then he puts the screenshot <laughs> of the text I sent him. Because sometimes when you're booking the show, it's just if the guy says yes, then you tell the host, Hey, we got so and so at this time. Right. And you know, you don't need to tell him, Hey, this guy told me no today, this guy told me no today, <laughs> and this guy told me no today. So when he put that screenshot of my private text messages right. out there for the whole Twitterverse to see. I felt slighted. No, felt yeah, as, as you should. As you should. And he's pulled this move before with other producers. Yeah, like no, he has. Good. He has. He's a, he's a tough uh, nut to crack. I mean, let's just say it like that. Uh, he really is. And I, like I said, I've never been a Mike Silver guy. He did have a, a piece when he did that podcast with uh, Dave Ziegler. I thought he did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. And I gave him credit for that. Yep. I thought it was a, a great job with the Dave Ziegler convo. But, um, yeah, I've never been a big Mike Silver guy. Uh, so there's that. So I wouldn't feel bad. Don't feel slighted. 
Bobby Machado in the home studios. We appreciate you. Subaru in Las Vegas. We appreciate them. Spearmint Rhino. Definitely appreciate Spearmint Rhino as well. You can catch the big game of Spearmint Rhino in Las Vegas. Doors open at noon with free cover, free buffet, free prizes for local. Play on another level. Spearmint Rhino, Las Vegas. Again, Subaru Las Vegas off the 215. Also hey, Greg responsible for us being here.